This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, and I can't wait to see the puppet he made for this podcast, Ryan Nelson. (laughs) I have always said domestic violence should only be shown through puppets. (laughs) Oh, true. If you're going to show it, at least do it through the the medium of puppetry. So uh, I'm I'm always for that. So Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started this podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the seventh episode of the fifth season of Fargo on FX and Hulu titled Linda. Whether or not you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, you can get more access by going to our Patreon page and becoming a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get the show ad-free. Doesn't matter which level you sign up for, 3, 5, 10, or 20, all four get you the show ad-free. However, if you want additional benefits besides getting the show ad-free, that's where you need the 5, the 10, or the $20 level. We do bonus episodes and things like that. Uh, so you can get access to all that stuff by signing up for the higher tiers. But if you just want to listen to our show without having the ads, uh, just go to Patreon and sign up for that $3 level and you'll get that. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by writing us on Spotify Apple Podcast. We would love it if you did so. We haven't had a new rating or a new uh, review in a while, so you would do us a huge favor by just going on to those things, and my guess is you're probably listening to us on one of those platforms, so just go over there, uh, click on those little ratings, uh, click the five stars on whichever one you're on. If you got both, that would help us out a lot as well. Uh, and if you're on Apple, though, uh, if you want to leave us a review there, that would help us out a whole lot as well. Uh, if you would like to interact with the show, you can do that as well. You can go to your email and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have, any suggestions, any comments you'd like to make. We'd love to hear all those things. So go to your email and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. All right. This one is an interesting one, to say the least. Uh, for, uh, Hello, fellow Holly Legion fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with this one. Um Quite a bit to talk about, but yeah, that was my first thought. Like Noah Hawley is getting into his Legion bag with this, uh, yeah. and just general thoughts on. It. Let me hear yours first before I get into mine. I will say this: this was the episode I thought the most about after it ended. Um, yeah. Uh, during it, I was like, and this was at, I watched this after a long day of traveling and <laughs> vacation, so I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see that it was going to be a dream. Uh-huh. I was kind of shocked when I found it was. When I watched it a second time, there are a little bit more hints that it's a dream right. than like that I that I really picked up on. But I actually thought it was interesting. It gave us a lot of dot. It gave us oh, yeah. more into her background, really more into Gator's background as yeah. well. Uh, and so I thought that was interesting. It's just. It's kind of a departure because, uh, granted, when you have 10 episodes, you can do this. I didn't feel like we really push the plot until the very end right. when, we got, when she got picked up by uh, picked up by, by Roy. Because at first I was like, what's the point of this episode? You know, just giving right. us backstory. Uh, so there, and then I have a couple questions about uh, Monk and Gator again. But, uh, yeah, I, it was weird, though, man. I, you know, when I watch it a second time, I fast forwarded a good bit of the the stuff at the camp because mm-hmm. honestly, it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yes and no. Uh, which is what we we're going to talk about. We're going to get into. So, uh, my takeaway coming out of this was this is either going to be people's favorite episode of the season or it's yes. going to be their least favorite episode mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, yeah. For me, it's my favorite. Uh, I, I love this episode. I thought this was, episode was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's. It's risk taking at its best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are going for some really, really difficult stuff. They're, and I think they pull it off really, really well. Uh, to me, the reason why I'm going to I'm going to kind of buck up against the, the fact that it doesn't matter is to me this was. And well, I tell you what, we need to kind of go through this a little bit at a time because I think what's really going to end up happening in this is 
Because they kind of talk about this. They talk about this is her truth. This is this is yes. this is her truth. And what I think is going to end up happening is uh, things aren't going to be quite the way she remembers it. When they get to the when they get to the reveal is it's going when we get to some point in this either episode eight or episode nine, they're going to reveal to us that this is how she remembers things, but it's not quite exactly the way she remembers it. Yeah, that is a good point. I'm glad you brought it up because that was brought up over and over again when she was talking to the other Lindas, I'm doing quotations right. on the camp. Also, let's just talk about this again. Linda, the actual Linda's dead, right? Well, that's what I want to get into. Because there, I th- I'm, I, that's what I tend to think as well. And we'll talk about why I think that uh, here in, yeah. in a little bit. So let's just kind of walk through this, the episode real quick. So it starts off with we didn't get any of of Dot in the previous episode. We're not starting off with her in this episode. We're starting off with Monk. Uh, we get him. There's they they're painting through this house, which is where Monk is taking residence, and they're painting through this house. And like we see his room, they go to another room, and then the music changes, the pan back, and like he just materializes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like yeah. if you want to talk about like when they want to go for the creepy on this show they really get it really well and sam sproul delivers oh yes he does he absolutely delivers because it's like the moment you hear this horrible horrible excuse of a son that has come down to talk to his like adopted mother uh it's like the moment there is distress in the household monk appears like yeah and here's the is monk the one drinking all the beer I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really well, sure. We haven't that. seen it, but like she's just bought. Like the guy mentions. Yeah, he mentions there's like 180 beer. beers. Yeah. yeah, and then you see her later coming back, and she's again got a full like all this beer. I, I but we never see Monk drinking. Yeah, I know. Maybe like he'd have to be some kind of alcoholic to be drinking. I don't know, maybe like, that. like that's his like his life force or something. I don't know. Old stale beer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that will get explained at some point, or maybe it won't. And that's just something that's out there for us to, yeah. to wonder. Uh, like I said, and when Monk goes down, when old Monk goes down and has a confrontation with this just absolute awful son who's milking yeah. his, his poor mother of whatever little money that she yeah. actually has, uh, he is milking her for that. At one point, I was like, Monk's going to let this guy walk. No, I knew that. I like, I, but yeah. and like uh, once I re- once I realized that when when the when the kid leaves and he's walking, I was like, okay, this is when Monk's finally yeah. going to take care of him. But there was a moment when Monk was just looking at him like, okay, well he's got me. Uh, like he his logic is better, and he, yeah. I think Monk actually kind of thought that. But at some point he just took over. Was like, I don't care. I want to kill this kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then he walks out, kills the kid. But what were your general thoughts of this entire opening sequence? So that uh, killing reminded me. Some a kill from the uh, Fargo movie. Oh, did it? Okay. The way someone gets killed like that with the axe like behind them. Yeah, I knew Monk was going to kill him. I was like, "There's no." Well, way I was thinking that for the most part, and then he just let him walk out. I was like, "Really? You gonna let him walk the out?" The weirdest thing to me: Does Monk get the money back? True. Yeah. Not on who's paying for the beer. Yeah. Because we later find out Monk has just left all these bags of cash, <laughs> cash in, in the, the back car. of his car. Yeah. Monk is so weird. He really is. The Monk, the Monk, and the mother thing. Uh, rest in peace to her. Uh, yeah, you know it's just weird that like, who's paying for the beer? Yeah, I don't understand problems. the beer. Yeah, I don't either. So we'll we'll find Bill out. Bill Holly, please explain the beer. I'm sure he will, or at some point somebody will explain the beer. So, all right. So this is when we finally catch up with Dot, and Dot is daydreaming about Scotty. Uh, obviously, you know, very concerned about you know just the situation that she has been left in. Uh, didn't really have any op- other alternatives. She had to leave her daughter somewhere. Uh, you know, she's kind of imagining best case, worst case scenario with uh, leaving him, leaving her with. Uh, 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 more Johnny's here. India, Indira, thank you. Uh, so, like I said, she's kind of imagining all this, and she's falling asleep at the wheel, which is understandable. She's she's had some yeah. she's had she's had some rough times, um, but she's falling asleep, and so she goes to what looks to be like a diner, uh, some type of a diner, and uh, you know, this this waitress is like really prying into her life. Yeah and, yeah, and Dot is like, you can tell it's like taking everything in her to not just say something to her. So this is where the Minnesota nice thing kind of comes in. Like, right. instead of like just kind of ripping this woman a new one, she's just like, changes the conversation to pancakes. She's like, get me a good pancake because pancakes yeah. are such a big part of, of this season of television show. And she gets her some pancakes. Uh, then she looks at the board. You know, what did you notice on the board your first time? Did you notice anything on the board the first time or... Uh, 
uh, did you notice that anything on the second time around? I, I didn't really pay attention more, but I understand that they the camp is on the board. Like Basically, stuff yeah. that she the stuff she ends up saying was there puppets on the board too? There was something about puppets. The thing that I noticed Well, when we I was, heard the song I'm your puppet yeah, as well. Mm. The thing I noticed like I, I thought she was I thought it was the chicken piccata recipe. I was like, yeah, why that's is she, there too. Yeah, why are you staring at this chicken piccata recipe? Because that's what I saw. And then I heard them yeah. say chicken but this and it didn't occur to me like like, oh, okay, well uh because what I thought is she saw the chicken piccata recipe when when I was watching this, and that made her think, Oh yeah, Linda Linda made chicken piccata, and now I'm going. That's that was my thinking, but apparently the, yeah. nobody else that wasn't occurring to a lot of people. It was just like the entire board was up there, and it was the entire camp. Only thing I noticed yeah. is chicken piccata, but yeah, you're correct. On second watch, you see basically everything on the camp that was on this board. Yeah. But anyway, uh, your thoughts are just about this up to this point. I, you know, I was like, I was interested where we were going because to me, I felt like she was going to go after Roy here somehow. Right. That's what I was thinking where we were going. Yeah, like I said, so I I didn't really know what it, you know, like I said, I just saw the chicken piccata recipe, uh, and I didn't know what that was about at first. Like, when I first see this, because that's the only thing I noticed. I was like, chicken piccata. I was like, what are we doing with chicken piccata? Uh, and I was really confused at that point. Uh, then when she goes to the windmill, this is when I start thinking, okay, the chicken piccata made her think of Linda, but that was not the case at all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so she goes to a windmill. All right, so this is where we need to talk about this. She goes to this windmill. She digs up this box that has this postcard from Camp Utopia. It's got a message from somebody named Linda that says, I'm sorry. And you asked earlier, Linda has to be dead, correct? That was what you asked, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. What are your thoughts? Why are you saying that? I-, I will tell you I agree with it, but why are you saying that? Well, I mean, it's just like, when, especially the puppet show where she talks about Linda just disappears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think her her hope is Linda got away right. and Linda started this great uh, camp for right. battered women. This is her hope. This is her dream that what what, hap- what has happened to Linda. This is probably not exactly what has happened there. Yeah, I think I don't think it's her dream that it's her. I think it, well, maybe it is. I think this Roy just convinced her that she left. I think that's I think that's yeah, what yeah, it's going yeah, to be in the bed. Yeah, I think she, I think deep, I think Dot is like hoping and dreaming i hope she got away right. i hope she's doing good kind of thing i think the reason why i think it's very i think the reason they do this the windmill looks a lot like the one that's on roy's farm uh yes 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 yes, yes. and also she has to dig this box up right yeah. my personal thinking is in her subconscious somewhere she knows that linda's dead uh, and that she's by probably she's probably buried by the windmill. Uh, yeah. And this is why she's going to this place in her dream, which we don't know it at the time. Uh, we don't yeah. know that it's a dream. Uh, there's some people that think there's a possibility that it could have not been a dream. Maybe, but I, that seems unlikely. To be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but yeah, this is where I think this is what I think is end up happening. She she I think in her subconscious somewhere she knows that Linda is actually dead, and Roy probably killed her, and she probably buried her. Yeah. He probably buried her somewhere yeah, on their when, property. When she got when she got here, and Roy felt like she was ready to be his wife. I think he got rid of Linda. Yeah, that's what I think too. Uh, I I think that's going to end up being the case. Uh, is they'll end up unearthing her body on his property at some point. But th- she doesn't want to believe that because to believe to know that means that you know there was no escape for her whatsoever. Uh, and like you know she has somebody to blame at this point for everything that's happened to her outside yeah. of Roy, and she can't do that if that person ends up actually end up dying. So. Uh, Anyway, so uh, as she's driving away, this is when she passes Camp Utopia. And again, I, I wasn't re- I wasn't registering any of this as a dream, and I should have been. She goes yeah. by this camp. She just happens to run out of gas as she goes by the camp. Yeah, which we know. She, I, I thought that was weird the first time. It was like, wasn't she just at a gas station? Yeah, I know. So she was just at a gas station. She just happens to run out of gas. And also, the camp just seems to materialize. Like, she wasn't driving to get to. Yeah. Like, she, she didn't know it was there. Like, it felt like she was trying to find it, but she's just driving along. All of a sudden, it's there. There are no roads, by the way, that lead to this yeah. thing. So, like I said, there's all these clues that this should have been a dream, and uh, I wasn't catching any of them. I don't think anybody was. And this, I want to give credit to Noah Hawley, the directors, everybody who's involved in this thing. They did a fantastic job of making us, giving us all these clues about this should have been a dream, and none of us, I think, had any clue right. that was coming. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they did th- a really good job. Of that. Yeah. Same thing. I, I 
the clues were there, especially if you watch again, but I, I was not catching them. Yeah, because like I'm looking at my notes when I was making this because I was making it as I was watching it. And like when I'm making this, like, why was I not seeing it? This wasn't yeah. real. How did I not catch this? So, um, but anyway, so she's driving, she goes, uh, she passes by Camp Utopia, uh, and she makes her way to the camp. And, you know, there's no roads, even though there, like I said, there's this camp with no roads leading to it. Uh, and she comes to this cabin, and, like, there's this small audience watching this really weird puppet show where a woman is getting abused by her husband or her boyfriend, and it triggers the trauma in her, and she passes out. And, like I said, I was like, okay, so we're going down a really interesting road here. Like uh, I didn't know what they were going to be doing. Obviously, I, knew, yeah. I felt like I was confident we were finally going to get some explanation about just what all happened to Linda, uh, not to Linda, yeah. to Dot, but I didn't know, I had no idea what the, what all, how they were going about doing this. Uh, so I was really intrigued at this point. What were, you, what were your thoughts when you were watching this the first time around? I was like, all right, I didn't realize I was in an episode of Legion. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, same thing. I knew, I knew we were going to get Dot's backstory. I, I was like, okay, I see where this is going. I knew that was coming. Right. With, when we saw the puppet. Yeah, so we, we get, we're get we going to get her backstory. So when she awakens, she is met by somebody who calls herself Lindo because she basically explained that this woman that she awakens to basically explains to Dot that this is a refuge for women who have been beaten, who have been abused uh, by their husbands, by their boyfriends, whoever it may be. Uh, this is a refuge for them. And when they get there, they all end up taking on some variation of the name of Linda. Uh, and so, like I said, this is just, this is great for, for Dot because she's looking for a, name, a woman named Linda. But what this lady doesn't understand is like, no, this lady's name was Linda before she left. Yeah. And once this lady realizes that, she's like, oh, you're talking about Saint Linda, who is yes. basically the founder of this thing. Uh, she is played by Carrie Matchett. I knew I recognized her, but I wasn't really sure where. The only, th I went through her imdb the only thing that I, I have seen of hers is the most recently is a night agent uh she played if you saw a night agent on yeah, netflix yeah, yeah. she played the president she really good yeah she played the yeah, president she's been around a long time i oh, knew yeah. I, I didn't go through her back but i i know i've seen her in a bunch of stuff yeah she, she was really good really good yeah, she was really good as the president and night agent. So if you haven't seen night agent, uh, you'll see her. She looks very different, so it's hard to put the two together. Like, because I, when I saw the when I saw her IMDb page for night agent, I was like, who was she in night agent? And then I looked it up. It's like, oh, she was the president, and she just yeah. it's just she's supposed to look a lot different, so she, she yeah. does. Uh, but Dot's greeting for her is by punching her in the face. Uh, so yeah. obviously there's some there's some built up emotion uh, between uh, these two ladies, and Saint Linda doesn't really understand it. She didn't seem to recognize her when she first saw her. Am I picking up on that correctly? I I, I missed that. Okay. I, I, I did not get that, but uh, okay. it, it could have been something I missed. Okay, because I wasn't really sure. It's like, did she recognize her when she first got there? Uh, but I, I couldn't really tell. So, but it's obviously been a lot, lot a long time since right. the two have seen each yeah. other. So, uh, but Dot basically, she what she wants is she wants Saint Leonard to come back, tell the authorities what happened, to testify about all the things that Roy has done to her, all the things that Roy has done to Linda, uh, so they can put this guy in jail. But Linda tells her that according to Camp's rules, there has to be a tribunal. And the way they try do tribunals is they do them through puppets. And I was like, oh, we have to, because that's the way the, the section is. You have to make your puppet. Yeah. Place. I was like, okay, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah. Just your yeah. thoughts when you heard that. Yeah. Uh, again, all right, Holly, where are we going with this, buddy? <laughs> like I said, I was excited because I was like, we're getting weird stuff here. And like I said, yeah. <laughs> Weird stuff, I'll be honest with you. I've talked about this on the podcast before. You can do weird, and then you can either take me completely out, or you can t make make me further make me go further completely in on what you're doing uh, when you decide to go go really really weird. Uh, I've got enough faith in this show for the previous two seasons that I've seen, plus the previous six episodes I've seen of this. When I know you're about to get weird, I get excited because I've just. To me, if you are a fan of Fargo, you have to be open to the weird. Uh, you right. just have to. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely. Because the Coen brothers are weird. Yeah, they, they, are. they will do some weird stuff. Yeah, they, they are. So, like I, I said. I mean, has anyone seen Raising Arizona where 
where he goes on a crazy dream and he steals Pampers and yes. he's being chased through houses with the with the saw going. Wee, wee, <laughs> it's been a long time since so I've seen. I've forgotten a lot of the, a lot of that. So, so but, I mean, like they do this weird stuff too. Yeah, I was with you. Uh, it was really well done, though, especially the puppet show. Yeah, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. So, all right. So I'll tell you what. Let's take a break here real quick, and then we'll get into the rest of the episode. All right, so we get into the rest of this episode. Uh, we get back to uh, back to Minnesota. I can't remember what the name, the name of the town is. Yeah, I don't know if they mentioned it. Uh, but we're back in Minnesota, and we're with Wayne and Scotty. Uh, Scott- oh, yeah. I don't know where we are. Oh, you're talking about where Scotty. I think yeah. you're talking about where Lake Utopia was. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 I, for, no. I forget what town we're in. But yes. yes, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but we're back in Minnesota with Wayne and Scotty, and Scotty's doing her homework in Wayne's office. Wayne appears to kind of be getting his mental faculties sort of kind of back, but... Not- I think you're being generous, Well, man. he seems to at least understand, you know, things. certain things are supposed to happen. And, like, I'm He doesn't running, understand capitalism. But he doesn't though. understand capitalism. Like I said, this is where, this is where you kind of get your shot on capitalism uh because you have a guy yeah. who, who doesn't have everything completely together uh and so but he's still the boss so if he wants to trade a clunker of a car for a brand new i can't remember what kind of car it was that they had i guess the kia know, sell, yeah. their kia salesman that's all i know but yeah. uh and he's willing to say hey we get a car they get a car uh and he's yeah. like and <laughs> and the poor guy this poor salesman's like uh okay uh i don't really know how all this works because i'm sure he's like how does this affect my commission uh all this type of stuff i'm sure a lot of things are going through his head like i said it's he's not completely back don't, don't get me wrong I, he's not he doesn't have his faculties completely there but he at least seems to be able to put thoughts together whether or not they're good thoughts or anything like that you know that's a, another story yeah, I was a little surprised he was back at work, to be honest with you. Well, that's true. I was a little surprised by that as well, because I really kind of would have thought Lorraine would have not let that happen, because I'm sure she funded yeah. the money for all of the, oh, yeah. for, for this car yeah, lot, if I had to guess. Sure. So, uh, speaking of which, we don't get any Lorraine in this episode, which is... Yeah, I, I miss Lorraine. And I've got to be honest, we haven't seen Lamore Morris in several episodes. I hope we get him back soon. Oh, I'm sure we will. I, look, if you saw the trailer, he's definitely going to come back, especially whenever we do oh, this. Oh, I didn't see the, I didn't see the trailer. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about the trailer at the beginning. Oh, the overall trailer, yeah. yes, when they have the militia fight. The militia fight, yeah, he, he's there for that. Yeah, yeah. The, which, you know, we only got three episodes left, so we'll see, what, we'll see how this all plays out. But, uh, uh, but... Uh, like I said, just as it's, I don't really know. I think the, the after watching the whole thing, because I wasn't really wasn't sure what they were trying to do with this, with this scene with uh, Dot and with Scotty here, not Dot, uh, with Scotty and Wayne here at the beginning. Other than that, I think it's just trying to show that Scotty has to be as much apparent to Wayne as Wayne has to be apparent to Scotty. Oh yeah, and I think yeah, I, I think, think that's right kind of that. what they're showing with this. Uh, but what are your thoughts? Anything else? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting that like he's just giving away cars now, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> Especially, you know, who his mother is yeah. and how you know a business person she is. She it, would have a stroke if she heard this. If you uh, need a car, now's the time to strike. To say the least. <laughs> to <line> motors now. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, Dot is. We go back to Camp Utopia, and Dot is being taught how to make her puppet. Uh, and basically, she's telling this girl who's trying to tell her how to make a puppet. I don't have time for this. And she just starts hacking yeah. away. Uh, like, this is how I would make a puppet as well. Because I have no I have no woodworking skills. Yeah. I, I would not be able to do this. Uh, so, like, I'm all with Dot at this point. Uh, and she has a conversation with St. Linda. And this is when we first kind of understand some things about her. You know, she talks about, you know, you know what it took to leave. Uh, what it took to be there. Uh what are your general thoughts on this conversation that we get between Dot and Linda at uh, dinner? Well, this was interesting. This also brings up stuff about Gator. Yes, it does. She, mm-hmm. How did you leave? Why did you leave Gator? Right. That Gator, she, he's he he still. I forgot the, the exact quote, but something about you still see the sweetness is in, in his eyes, which. I'm not seeing that on Gator, but Dot still sees it and mentions that, but he's trying too hard to be his dad. Yeah. Which, when you're seeing what Gator is doing, there's nothing about this that makes me feel like he's going to be turned into a good guy. But Dot keeps bringing this up, which makes me wonder if somehow Gator is going to end up letting her go. Or something, because they know. have a long history. They do have a long history, and uh, the puppet show. We'll get into this because we're yeah. going to spend quite a bit of time on the puppet show. But, uh, but I think what she, I think what they're trying to say here is, Gator 
could have been a good kid. He had yeah. the potential to be a good kid, but when he was left with nothing but his father around, when that was the only influence that he had, there was only one way that he was going to go. Uh, And this is the way that, this is the road that he went down. Now he's going to end up being just like his dad. uh, And which is going to take us back to Gator here in just a second. Because I think this conversation about Gator, when we get to what we're talking about, which leads into Gator's next scene, I think it's significant because there was a time when Gator probably could have been a good kid. There's a time when right. Gator probably could have turned out pretty decently, but those times are gone. And he, yeah. he wants too much to be like his dad. Uh, and we see that in the very next scene. So the very next scene, just like just like Roy won't let Dot go, like he should. He admits what he admitted to in episode six. He said, you know, I should probably give this up, but I'm not. Gator won't do this for Monk. He just won't yeah. let it go. So he tracks him down with the tracker that he put on his car in episode six. And again, Home Alone, here we go again. Uh, shadowy yeah. figure rocking, being rocked with a uh, with yeah. a, a make um, a mannequin type thing. Like I said, Home Alone is all over. Did he thing. know Gator was coming? Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he I'm sure he knew. Okay, so somehow he knew Gator was coming, so he knew to set this up where you could, you know, have this guy there where he's rocking him. Yeah, and so, look, Monk is a trained assassin. He understands. My guess is he probably checks that car every single time he gets in and out of it, and he probably found the tracker. That's a good point. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But if you told me Monk just enjoyed hearing a dead body rock, I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Well, that's true. You you make a good point there, so... Uh, what I don't understand is like, was he just trying to get Gator to leave him alone at this point by making him think that he killed him, or was probably he... yeah, I think so. Okay, because that so. was the only part of this that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Is he just trying? Is he just trying to get Monk? Is he just trying to get Gator to leave him alone, or yeah, was he I like think... using this as to trap him? But I, if he thought he killed him, I don't think he would have gone in or anything. So like I said, but yeah, yeah. that's my guess is he probably was just trying to get him to leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, but Gator, like you said, he just. He just gets in his way so much. So he ends up shooting him. He thinks he's killed him. Uh, Monk, to his credit, you know, does the blood orange thing and makes it look like blood splatters when he shoots it. Uh, But he sees the money that Roy paid him, that paid Monk in the previous episode in the back of the car, and he just can't help himself. And he looks around. He breaks. He busts open the window to get the money out. And I'm like, dude, why is this taking you so long to get this money out of the car? Seriously. Uh, this is when the mom walks up and she starts like saying, thief, 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 thief. And in the scuffle, he ends up knocking her down. Look, it's an accident. There's no question about yeah, that. Yeah. It's an accident. But he ends up knocking her down. He, she hits her head on the curb. And it's like, yeah, if, if at one point I was like, I think Gator may end up coming out of this okay. I'm, after episode six, no. especially after this episode, no, that's not going to be the case. He, he's no, going Mark to die. Furious. Oh, he did. He looked absolutely furious, and it's going to be bad for for Gator. I like I said, I don't know if it's going to be episode eight, episode nine, episode ten. Yeah. At some yeah. point, he's going to die, and it's going to be bad. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, like I said, it's just that whole. The whole they do creepy really well in this show, and like I said, that the 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 rocking back and forth silhouette, all of that stuff is just it's just absolutely fantastic. So uh, anyway, so we go back to Wayne. Uh, he's at his mother's mansion. He's staring up at the moon, which is kind of again kind of creepy. I was like, are we making him a werewolf at this point? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, I wasn't really sure about that. But then he, but uh, Scotty comes out. Uh, she gets him. Uh, basically, tells him, you know, it's it's bedtime. You've got to be a parent now. This is when you know, like I said, she's taking care of him as much as he's taking care of her. And this is one of the best scenes of the entire thing. Uh, yeah. Look, who plays Scotty? I don't have the IMDb up on this. Uh, I don't know who she is. Uh, Sienna King. She does a really good job. Yes, she does. Because in lesser hands, this this comes across really, really poorly. Absolutely. You're right about that. And like I said, it, look, let's, let's give Wayne a lot of credit. Uh, what is it? I've, I've been, David Risdall. He's really good. He is. Like I said, I, I wasn't familiar with him, but he is great. I mean, when they get in the bed and they're going to read a story, and, and like he grabs the imaginary book off of the sh- off off yeah. the nightstand, 
like even puts his glasses on to read. I know. Uh, like yeah, Rosdahl's got a big career ahead of him. He really does. This is going to be huge for him. And like I said, just the way these two are interacting with each other, you know, this is Fargo is like a very dark, very cruel show at many at many points, but finding a way to kind of work in the sweetness between these two characters yeah. is it's a nice it's nice it's a nice way to counterbalance all of the bad that is surrounding yeah. every character in it it's just absolutely wonderful like i said sienna king give her a lot of credit because this would not work if it was not a decent child actor uh right. and she does a really good job you, any other thoughts on it i thought it was interesting the story was telling about yes. how dot is is a hero yeah. and dot is not scared, uh, afraid of anything and Dot will take down the monsters or whatever they were talking about. Yeah. Like I said, obviously, you know, he's setting up her, her up to be this hero. Uh, and I'll be interested how all that plays out, how much foreshadowing that actually is. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're back at the camp and we're basically going to finish the rest, of the, if I'm not mistaken, we're finishing the rest of the episode in uh, at the camp. And well, no, she ends up in the hospital. Yeah, before she, well, obviously, yeah. Uh, but we're finishing with Dot. Let me re- rephrase that. We're yeah, finishing yeah, yeah. with Dot. So, uh, so we we go to Dot and she gives in. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna make this puppet. Uh, and l- adding to her skills with guns and with uh, securing a home, we can now add carpentry uh, to her growing list of skills. Storytelling, storytelling, and uh, well, I don't know what sewing. Uh, if there's like uh, anything besides uh, sewing, I would say voices, voice work. Yeah. she does a lot of impressions. She's she, her she, her skill set is constantly growing Absolutely. throughout the course of this it's thing. Impressive, so. impressive skill set. So she finally gets her puppet made, uh, and she is ready to go about the testifying according to the camp rules. And so everybody's looking forward to her show. She gets ready to put her show on. And like I said, at some point, you know, I just assumed that they were doing this elaborate puppet show, just like this was how she was seeing it. I didn't think this was actually how it was being viewed. But this is another clue that this should have been a dream all along because. This is an incredibly elaborate puppet show that takes place. It really is. I mean, it was beautiful to watch too. Oh yeah. And and I, I thought the story was so well done. And like you're, it's her story, but you're getting the details of what we miss. And I would much rather watch it in this creative way than like a a, a backstory scene of you right. know her getting brought to the to the to the. To the Roy to the house, yeah. yeah, to the compound in that way. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that because we even talked about this when uh, with another show, Gen yeah. V, that used puppets because you can do you can do yeah. some of this stuff. Good in, year for puppets. It's a great year for puppets. So you can do some of this stuff and make it you know take the edge off of it. Oh, and that was they used a backstory in that one mm-hmm. as well with puppets. Yeah, yeah, they did. So uh, with but, with, uh, with TV actor. Uh, uh, Jason Ritter. <laughs> uh, now I will say this: doing marionette puppets is a completely different ball game than doing, you know, handheld yeah, puppets. Yeah. Uh, Mark marionettes—that is a difficult thing to pull off. So they really had to go find some like actual puppeteers to to pull this off because it is a really well done uh, puppet yeah. show that they are that they are giving you with, with these marionette puppets oh, that yeah. they make. Um, but so we learn a lot of stuff, obviously about about the backstory with uh with roy and like i said i think what we're going to learn and we'll talk about this as the story pans out this is like this like you said it's like i said they mentioned over and over again this is her truth and this is you know this is her giving her side of the story and linda has her own side of the story and we don't hear linda's own side because she tells them up front well they already know my side so they already know what what my what my truth is uh so we don't see it from her uh but we learn all this stuff. So basically dot has, I don't know if we don't really know if she's just been thrown out of her home by her parents or if she's been abandoned. We don't know any of this at this point, uh, but she's on her own. And like when she says, when she gets, when she gets her first uh, menstrual period, that's when the wolves come out and you have these, wo- yeah. these terrified looking wolf puppets come out chasing her. Uh, and she ends up in a store and she's getting ready to steal some chocolate chip cookies. And this is when Linda comes into what initially appears to save her, but she now thinks it's because she needed somebody to be her, take her place. Uh, And this is what she thinks of Linda. She thinks Linda brought her in to be her replacement. So she could grooming almost. Yeah. Basically that's basically what it would be. It would be kind of like a grooming situation. Uh, 
and so you can understand why she has a lot of resentment towards towards Linda. Uh, but throughout the course of this, we learn a lot of things. One, we learned that obviously she and Gator at one time were close because when Roy would just sit there and wail on Linda, um, and we would see in like just the sound of the the wood hitting the wood. It's just yeah. very oh. visceral. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. really well done. Uh, but when you see that, you see the the puppet for for Gator just kind of like snuggling into to. to uh, into Dot, uh, or to Nadine, I, th- I guess it was at this point, uh, for looking for comfort. Uh, how old do you think Gator was when all this took place? Because she was 15 when, when she was brought in. And they mentioned he's 27 okay. now. Yeah, they did mention so, that, right? Yeah, so, I mean, he'd have to be like eight or nine years old. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking like seven, eight, maybe nine. Yeah, somewhere around yeah, there. So. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so she com- she's comforting him. And obviously there was a time when, when these two were close. Uh, but... The real catch is when Linda has to go to her sisters. Uh, this is when, well, actually, even before that, you know, uh, Roy tells her in the puppet show, if you're going to stay here, you're going to work to uh, keep your place and all this type of stuff. And Linda's like, no, well, she needs she needs to finish her education. And he said, she said, well, you're really good with that math and with that science, so you can take care of her during then. This is when he when Dot is thinking, this is the first time that you're turning me over to him so that he can start to get attracted to me and to take your place. Uh, what do you think Linda's... Do you think there's some truth to that for Dorothy, or is that just you know Dorothy having it in her head? I, I, th- I think that's Dorothy's story. I think, unfortunately, what happened, Linda, I, I'm going to assume Linda was trying to help her, and then it, and he didn't realize that uh, that Roy was going to take her as a as a bride. Yeah, I think that's going to end up being the case as well. I think when we eventually yeah. learn the true story, look, we could be totally off on this. Uh, wouldn't be the first time if we were. <laughs> uh, yes. But yes. I, I'm with you on this. I feel like we're going to eventually learn that, you know, she really was trying to help her. She really was trying to do right by her. But uh, and she didn't foresee, you know, because Roy had a wife. He had somebody that yeah. he could take his abuses out on. Uh, but when she goes to her sisters, uh, Roy tells her, well, you're the woman in the house. And everything that involves being the woman of the house, the uh, the sexual responsibility, the yeah. physical, uh, the target for physical abuse that Roy has, uh, all this stuff. And then Gator sees, you know, Roy doing this to her. So right. uh, there's this, even some more trauma on all of this. Uh, and eventually Linda leaves. And like I said, when in the puppet story, basically it's just, it's not that Dot sees Linda leaving. Roy comes and tells her she left. He didn't. Yeah, he yeah, didn't say. Yeah. He, we don't see her packing a bag. It's right. just that Roy says, "Oh, she left. She's gone." But he's happy because he now has somebody to take her place. And I'm really interested to know, like, was there an actual ceremony in front of actual people? Uh, because the way that they brought this, they like just bring this wedding dress down out of nowhere. I'll be really. I, I think honestly, there's probably an official record of their of their marriage. Yeah. Uh, that's well, it's got to be because you know when, when she yeah. gets, uh, they find you know they find Roy. She's Nadine Tillman somewhere in the system. But because like the timing, so she was probably seventeen when they got married. My guess is, you know, she there was probably no legal like guardianship right. or anything like that was that was placed upon them. Roy yeah, but did, in some states, you can be married at 17. Well, you can, but you, tip, in, you typically have to have like parental consent. You, I thought that was at 16. Uh, like, every state's different. They were, She was probably fine at 17. Well, I don't know. Like I said, but I don't know. It feels like Roy just like did Roy things with the... the right. The, no, I can the, see that. The legality can, of this. Uh, I can believe that. So, like I said, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm kind of thinking. Like, Roy just did something. Like, he, he just got the... He... he Push things through and got what he needed to make sure that uh, she was officially his wife and all this type of stuff. But uh, yeah. Uh, but at this point, uh, when this when this is over, uh, Linda agrees to go with Dot. And at this point, this is when they reveal that it was it was a daydream because uh, she wakes uh, up. What did you think when you first realized this? What was your thoughts? I thought it was heartbreaking for poor Dot. Yeah. That you know she didn't have her with her. And I was like, of course it was a dream. Why didn't I? Yeah. Why didn't I see this? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I was like, 
I'm like, oh god, they just did they just did an entire dream sequence and I didn't even cover it. Look, they could have done this in a number of ways. I want to give credit to the people who who did the show, Noah Hawley, and all the people that uh, you know kind of are in charge of this thing. They yeah. could have cut and they could have shot this thing in a number of ways. They could have basically had all the Wayne stuff, all the the Mook stuff, yeah. all the Gator stuff done up front, and then gone to Dot and had all that by itself because it probably would have seemed more like a dream. But by interspersing the Wayne stuff, the Scotty stuff, the Gator stuff, because that I'm certain is real. That is the stuff that actually took place. Uh, by by interspersing the real with the imaginary with the dream, yeah. that makes the dreams seem far more real. Uh, and like I said, so I think they wanted you to have that gut punch because that was, it was a gut punch when you realize it was, this, it was when you realize this is a dream. You're like, Oh, she doesn't have Linda there. She doesn't have the people there in this. Cause I, up in this entire time, I've always been thinking Linda, whoever it was, that was his previous wife before dot had to be dead. And when, right. when they're doing this, it's like, Oh, well she's not dead. She, she's actually still alive. And now you see that and you're like, oh, this is when I begin to think, okay, yeah, she really actually is yeah. dead. I mean, that yeah. was that was when it all kind of like came crashing down. I mean, what did you think? Yeah, same thing. I was just like, ah, oh, man, this is not exactly what you're thinking is going to happen. There, yeah. there is no Lin- no Saint Linda to help you. No, there's not. There's no Saint Linda come in and come in and save the day for you. So, uh, look, I think this is all important just because one, like I said, I think that uh this is her this is the first time she's dealt with her trauma this is the first time she's dealt with all of the what i think this is the first time she uh this dream is helping her walk through the fact that she knows that she can't do this alone because uh we talked about this a couple episodes ago one of the criticisms a lot of people have towards dot is she's imperiling uh scotty she's imperiling wayne by not letting anybody know what has happened in the past what has happened to her she's putting them in danger uh but to talk about this and to try to to under to yeah. finally get you know visual you know visual uh, confirmation of everything that we've kind of suspected, it just takes a different. It hits differently than just kind of having a wink, wink, nod, nod. We understand what's right. happened in the past. Right. Uh, so it's why I think this episode is just incredibly important because it. If you have been one of those people who have been critical of Dot, I've not been one of those. Uh, but if you have been one of those people who have been critical of Dot. It's hard to stay critical of her after this. At least that's my opinion. Right. Oh yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And then uh, I have to say the 18 wheeler wreck that yeah. led to Dot getting hurt. That was wild. That was really wild because, like, it's. I was like, what is about to happen? Well, it's just so. It's a. It is a an incredibly like stressful and like just shocking like two minutes because yeah. you're getting hit with the gut punch of this entire thing was as was a dream and then she goes walking out to try to like see if linda's still in the car then the 18 wheeler just comes barreling through hits another car knocks out her you're just like what in the world is I going know, on it was it was huge i like it, it was it was like like i said i I was just like, what in the world is going on? It was hard to like, kind of like get your bearings on anything when all this took place. Uh, but then when she wakes up and like, when she woke up in the hospital, I was like, I know like immediately yeah. it's like, Roy's going to be there. Yeah. Roy's going to be there. Did you think the same thing? Yeah. Same thing. And especially they gave it away, you know, talking about your husband wouldn't yeah. leave your side. He's a, he's a looker. He's I was a looker. Like, uh, yeah. And then you can hear John Ham's boots. His boots, yeah. You hear the boots coming. Yeah. And she comes walking in, and like at the very end, he's like, I got you. Uh, and that's yeah. the way the episode ends. And you're just like, oh, man, now I've got to wait a whole week to find out what happens to this poor woman. So, <sighs> uh, like I said, uh, so like I said, at the beginning of this thing, I said it's going to end up being like your favorite episode or your least favorite episode. Are you in that same camp? And which one are you if you, if you are? Uh, I'm more in the middle. I, I think this is one of my more. This is one of the episodes I like the most. I don't know if it's my favorite though, but yeah. it's. I liked it, and, and especially it's one I've thought about the most afterwards. Yeah, sure. oh yeah, they, they 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 nailed it with you know making you think about what's going on and everything. Yeah, you're you're correct about that. So, all right, shall we do our weekly awards then? Let's do it. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a television show, we give out three awards at the end of each episode. At the top of our list is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister for this week? 
I mean, I feel like you got to go Juno Tipple with Dot here. Yeah. Well, I threw in Carrie Matchett as well. Uh, yeah, she was really good. Yeah, yeah Carrie Matchett was very good. I, I'm glad you gave her some props. Yeah, I, I think I think they're just two. Both of them are too integral to the story for this week. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason I went with both of them. So. Yeah. Uh, Agatha, all along, I, I think we both know what this is. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, the puppet show. Yeah, it's the puppet show. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just an amazing scene. Whether or not yeah. you liked it, whether or not you were in on it, uh, it's just so incredibly well done. It's it's like that. It's just an incredible scene to, from start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the if you come with the king, you best not miss. What's your best line of the week? Nadine, you had us worried sick. I gotcha. Yeah, that was mine too. That was mine too. Uh, Nadine, you had us worried sick. I gotcha. Uh, like I said, just chilling delivery by John Hamm. It really was. Uh, I'll be real honest. I wasn't expecting to get this reunion this quick. Uh, I was thinking it would be episode 9, episode 10 before these two got together. Uh, And it's going to, well, technically it's obviously episode 7, but I mean, the real reunion will be in episode 8. So, like I said, it's happening a little earlier than I thought, so I'm really interested to see where, where where this plays out, how this plays out. So, All right, rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Before we sign off, we'd like to rate our shows, how we are feeling about them as we watch them. At the top of our list is Succession. Beneath the Succession is a loss. Middle of the Road for us is a Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House, and Bottom of the Barrel for us is a Baywatch. What are you giving? Oh, uh, man. Six- Succession, yeah. man. This is this is one of the best shows of the year. Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely is. Like I said, it would be towards the top of my list. Had they done this earlier in the year, this would have been in a lot of people's top ten. Oh yeah, it definitely would. Have. Like people who have probably Pretty seen, <laughs> yeah, people who have probably seen all of them through screeners probably have it at, in their top ten. If I had to guess, yeah, but yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't know if they had planned to originally release this around Halloween with all the Halloween stuff that was taking place earlier. Uh, yeah. If they could have gotten it in before Halloween before the year ended, it would have been great. So I could yeah. have put it on there, but it's it's great. It's just absolutely fantastic. I'm with you. It's it's been a succession all along. And it's staying, yeah. it's staying there after this episode. So, all right. Uh, before we sign off, we do want to give some recommendations to our listeners. What are some recommendations you have? Oh man, I, I saw a couple of movies. Oh, did you? What'd you see? Saltburn. Have you seen it yet? <laughs> Not yet. I want to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. I saw it. Let me warn you. There are multiple bizarre sex scenes in this. Oh, really? <laughs> Very weird. Okay. I've heard, I've heard it's odd. I've heard it's just really kind of. But uh, but I'm one of the people when it got to the end and there's a cool twist, I'm, I was like, I dig this. Okay. This is pretty cool. I, I, didn't want I to thought say it was good. Yet. I I liked Promising Young Woman. Did you ever watch that? No, I've not. It's it's from the writer director of that. That's okay. a good movie too. I don't know what it's streaming on. You should look that up and watch that. But I when it it's weird at times. But when it got to the end, I was like, ah, I like this. It, it's very. Uh, it's good. It's 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 definitely. Uh, I was about to give away something that. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's definitely worth watching. The other thing uh, for my wife's birthday, we went to the movies and we saw the Sydney Sweeney Glenn Powell movie. Uh, okay. Anyone but you, and it is a fun movie. Okay. Uh, if you're looking for something to uh, go watch with a with a date or go watch with some friends and laugh, uh, I was I was at a packed theater and. Everyone was laughing and having a good time, which is good. To, it's always good to watch a oh, yeah. comedy with people. And uh, Glenn Powell and Cindy Sweeney, man, they they are stars. And yeah. this was this was a movie for them, and it's it's worth watching. And uh, this movie is going to hit Netflix because it's a Sony movie in like right. four months. I'm calling it now. It may be the biggest movie of 2024. I think it's going to be humongous on Netflix. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, oh, I did watch the family movie. Uh, action movie Mark Wahlberg The Family Plan uh, yeah, I've seen that I, I, I've, I've, seen the pre- I've seen the previews it's seen good that. man yeah. it's worth watching you ought to watch it uh, your family could probably watch it it's worth watching I, I think they may even like it it's fun yeah I like, I've, I've wanted to watch it just haven't gotten around to it so yeah. All right, uh, so for me, I've only got two. Uh, I've forgotten they were doing this, uh, but the second season of What If, the Marvel uh, animated, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Marvel animated show where they do, uh, you know, what if something had changed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? If one event had changed, you know, how it would have affected other things? They've done a really interesting thing with the release date. And I will, you know, and one of the things I've kind of criticized Disney Plus for is they haven't really kind of they uh, how they release things. They haven't really budged away 
uh, too much from it. It's always been like every week we might start with two things, two episodes, but we do everything week to week. They have done for what if they are doing, they started on uh, December 22nd, I think, yeah, December 22nd. And they've released a new episode every day since December 22nd. The last episode will air, uh, I think, tomorrow as we're recording this. Um, so it's nine episodes long. Uh, I haven't seen all episodes. I've seen the first four. They're really, really good. I've enjoyed them. Uh, the animation is top quality. Uh, if you like the, uh, what I've seen so far, the first four episodes, I like these for these first four episodes so far more than I like the the first season of, of uh, what if the first season is incredibly dark. They like go down some really, really dark roads on uh, the first season. They haven't really gone that dark on anything here in the second season, but uh, I'm only halfway through it. So, uh, but like I said, if you like the first season, I think you'll definitely like this season uh they bring back a lot of they get a lot of the voice actors they don't get all of them but they get a lot of the voice actors yep. to uh reprise their roles uh they get taika watiti to do Cor- uh to do korg uh they get chris hemsworth to do thor uh they get uh kat dennings to do her character I can't remember her character's name uh I'm trying to think of some other ones that are in this uh gamora is not voiced by what's her name uh Tony Stark isn't, um, but they get a lot of them. They get they get a, they get they get a decent number of them. Uh, Michael Douglas does uh, Hank Pym. He actually comes back to do, does Hank okay. Pym. So, uh, like I said, like some really like really good uh, some really good solid storylines. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. I can't wait to finish it. I haven't had a chance to finish it, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, second review is or second recommendation is a movie that didn't get just great reviews. I I enjoyed it though. Uh, it's got Amelia Jones and Nicholas Braun in it. Uh, two people that we really like here on the podcast. Uh, oh yeah, what is this? Called? Cat person. Yes, yes, yes. I, I was wondering, this movie like went to Sundance and like good got good reviews, and I never heard anything else from yeah, it. Yeah, well, like when it released to theaters, like the reviews went way down. Uh, yeah. I've enjoyed it. Like I like these two kids. I like these two characters. I like yeah. these two actors. I enjoyed them. They, I think they work really good together. There's some really really what funny is it moments. On? Oh, I forgot to find. Out. I think it's on Prime. I think if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I think it's did you rent it or did you? I think it was just on there. I think if I remember correctly, let me double check. Hold on. Oh, this says hoopla. Hoopla. Yeah, I don't that, have a. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, I thought I watched it on Prime. I do. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's on Prime. Uh, but I guess I rented oh, it. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I rented it. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not the greatest film in the world, but I, like I said, I thought these two were great. There's some really funny moments. There's some really creepy moments as well. Uh, so like I said, if you, uh, if you like Nicholas Braun, if you like Amelia Jones, if you don't know who Amelia, uh, most of you should probably know Amelia, uh, Nicholas Braun because, uh, he is great. Cousin Greg. <laughs> yes. Cousin Greg. Uh, but uh, Amelia Jones, uh, she was in, uh, Coda. Uh, she was yeah. also in a television show that I cannot remember the name of off the top of my head. Key house or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, it was on Netflix, but, um, uh, like I said, I like both of them. I think they're good. Uh, I would highly recommend it. If you, if you, if you got four bucks to throw to Prime Video to watch it, I would recommend it. So, God knows they need the money. Yes, oh gosh, yes. yes Jeff Bezos, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, he's scratching. Well, at some point, they're going to have to pay Richer more than we <laughs> that's want true. Well, maybe that's why they're upping their price to two ninety nine. if you don't want that's commercials. True. So. Yeah, we we got to pay Al Richard. That's and right. he deserves every penny. That's right. So, uh, that's really all I got for this week. Anything else you got? Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us and talk to you next time. I will look at those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>